Carol, Miss Caroline Toria Timber. I'm sorry if I've given you the wrong uh, title. Uh, receive uh, my welcome. The floor is yours. Thank you. Amen and amen. Amen. Lord, for yet another morning in these 40 days of prayer and fasting, where the Lord has <clears throat> brought us to his feet out of his love, out of his mercy. Peter, for the opening prayer. Let's pray. Lord God Almighty, I thank you for this opportunity to serve. I'm before you, Lord God Almighty, to indeed ask that I diminish and Christ increase. That whatever I share, Lord God Almighty, concerning the church that seeks God, that Lord God Almighty, it will be inspired of your Holy Spirit. Anything that does not come out of your throne room, I ask that Lord God Almighty, you will silence my tongue to it and that I will not bring it forth. You are our God, King of Kings. You are our Lord. We come to worship you this morning. Our desire is that we shall indeed find you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <clears throat> Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you, we exalt you, and we lift you up. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Anita. Amen. Anita, yes. Anita, I'm going to request you to read this portion of scripture out um, of the book of Amos, chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. Any preferred version? NKJV, New oh. Kingdoms version. Amos chapter 1 verse 5 chapter 5 verse 1 to 6 oh sorry sorry chapter 5 verse 1 to 6 okay and I read NKJV yes please hear this word which I take up against you a lamentation O house of Israel the virgin of Israel has fallen. She will rise no more. She lies forsaken on her land. There is no one to raise her up. For thus says the Lord God, the city that goes out by a thousand shall have a hundred left, and that which goes out by a hundred shall have ten left to the house of Israel. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live. But do not seek Bethel, nor enter Gilgal, nor pass over to Bathsheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to nothing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to Amen. God. Amen. Our topic for this morning is the church that seeks God. And it's guided, our sharing will be guided by what is has been read to us out of the book of the prophet Amos. As we continue to seek the Lord through prayer and fasting, we today are focusing on ourselves as the church. When we look at this portion of scripture, we see the prophet Amos coming out of the kingdom of Judah with a message for the northern kingdom of Israel. This message, as you have heard, was bearing strong warnings, warnings of God's imminent judgment. And this judgment included the judgment of the religious establishment that would be as the church would be today. Amos spoke at a time when Israel seemed to be flourishing. At that time, the economy was prospering, at least for some people. We too are coming out over time where we have been experiencing celebration, celebration of Christmas, 
which provided an atmosphere excitement, uh, enjoying the bonuses and profits made during the course of 2023. But as we see in the time of Amos, this excitement about self made gave a bearing and a context to the worship that came through. Like the children of Israel going to Gilgal, to Bethel, to Beersheba. Some of us also went to church to feel good about ourselves, dressed up in pride, worshiping and singing Christmas carols. But all this worship, although they, we assumed we were worshiping God for the birth of the Savior, was really for the sake of those, for our own sake. And so we walked like those in, in Israel at this time. We find people entitled in high places in Israel. We saw people leave Kampala. Those of us who are familiar with going to the village, we know what happens. When you get there, you receive preferential treatment from the village church leadership. Even when we come in late, we are provided seats. And those, our brethren who were in church early, but because they are in the village, have to give up their seats so that we can be comfortable. And we don't even feel guilty taking these seats. We actually receive it with entitlement. And so we cause a grumble, a star in the church as we displace them from their seats. But some of the clergy are just glad that we are doing it because we are coming in with some money from Kampala, as it were. They say the people of Kampala have arrived. And so hopefully they, 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 all those outstanding debts of the parish or will be fulfilled by the monies that we will, we will donate. And so you see a skewed sense of worship, both from the side of the shepherd and the side of the sheep. Hmm? During the course of the, the end of year, we have the Christmas celebrations, which are adulterated with selfishness, pride, oppression, gossip, self-righteousness, even worship in a sense of carelessness, where we actually use the name of Jesus flippantly. And so we begin asking ourselves at the beginning of the year, or even during the course of the end of the year, why are prayers not being answered? And then we hear the voice of the prophet Amos. Hear the word that I take up against you. Alament, O house of Israel. Alament, O church. We see a song. The prophet is singing a mournful funeral lament for someone who is already dead. But in this case, it is not just a person. It is a whole nation, including the church, especially considering that judgment will begin in the house of the Lord. And he's saying, fallen, fallen, no more to arise is the maiden Israel, or in our case, is the church forsaken on her land with no one to raise her up. We have seen how when the church begins to speak up about a matter, we are silenced. And we are, we are asked to go back into our own space and first correct the injustices within us. In here, the prophet Amos shatters our bubble of self-righteous religiosity. Self-righteousness to the level that in members actually got involved with rights of, with the dead those rituals that are related with the dead, re reigniting covenants with a grave. And so when God says, sees death, he says through the prophet, fallen, no more to arise. This warning comes to us. We go out in large numbers to present ourselves before God in worship. But you hear the word that those who come out in, in, in tens of thousands, only a thousand come. Those who come out in hundreds, 
only a hand, only 10 will be available, meaning that there is defeat. We are defeated our, because our worship is not acceptable before God. No wonder there are certain assignments corporately as church that we may not be able to achieve. And so the prophet Amos is opening our eyes that even as we come in these 40 days of prayer and fasting to seek the Lord, it is not about rituals. We seek the Lord out of love and out of faith in him. We need to ask ourselves, are we earnestly seeking God? Or are we coming into his presence looking for those things he can give us other than seeking his face? When we read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it reads, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, in this time, Amos was reporting to the children of Israel the true picture of their worship. They were trampling the courts of the Lord, walking around casually, oblivious of the judgments that the Almighty God could put upon them. Just the same way that judgment would come out for the children of Israel, judgment can come out of the church. And so as we seek God, let us be diligent. Let us not be casual as we come in prayer and fasting. We need to come in faith. What the children of Israel needed to know is what they were doing was sin and rebellion. And so even for us, we come in a place of repentance, in brokenness. We need to come in brokenness, not in self-righteousness. Otherwise, if we seek the Lord and we don't see him, it is because, as in Isaiah 59, uh, chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from him so that he will not hear. Jesus spoke to his disciples as he speaks to the church today in Matthew 16, verses 16 to 18. He causes us to reflect, what is our fast? How are we fasting? Are we fasting like hypocrites? Are we fasting like for, for public show, why are we fasting? The Lord is so good. He is so merciful. He causes us to reflect. And that is what he does, even with the prophet Amos, concerning the northern kingdom. We thank God who in his mercy speaks hope, even in a place of judgment, in a place of impending judgment. In verses 4 to 5, it says, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, to us the church, Seek me and live. But do not seek Bethel, nor enter Gilgal, nor pass over to Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel come to nothing. In verse 6, he says, Seek the Lord and live again, lest he break out like a fire in the house of Joseph, and devour it with no one to quench it in Bethel. What the prophet is pleading with us is that let's not go into a building for the sake of a building. Let us go to seek God. We have seen this call for prayer and fasting. At the beginning of the year is the mercy of God for the church and her members. To seek God and remain alive, productive, and fruitful in every way. We thank God for this appointed season. A season in which we go back and re-establish our relationship, our covenant relationship with God. A time to put things right with God so that we can operate in excellence. 
a time to seek God while he can be found, to call upon him when he is near, that we will not be found wanting at this time. Let us call on God. Let us call on God. When we as a congregation go to church, it should be for personal prayer in relationship to God. When we remember what has happened today, there are buildings that have gone into slavery and oppression. Many cathedrals in Europe have now become casinos and shopping malls because they have gone into captivity. Captivity comes when the living church, God's people, fail to seek the Lord God Almighty in Jesus' name. Yesterday, Reverend Choncho taught about the authority in the name of Jesus. But we see here that the abhorrent worship of, of God caused God to turn his face away from Israel. And yet at the same time, he's turning away his face, but he really desires to have them in his heart, to have them worship and have a relationship with him, even for us today. For whatever it is that we have not done right, where we've walked in a rebellion and sin, the heart of God is crying for us that we'll turn back to him. His desire is that we be saved. His desire is that we be restored. His desire is that we trust him, that when we come in brokenness, there is nothing that cannot be forgiven as long as we repent. And so, as we walk as a church that is seeking the Lord, what are the things we need to see? A church that exemplifies that it is seeking or she is seeking the Lord. In Acts chapter 1 and 2, it shows us that the church that seeks God will walk in obedience to seek and wait on the release of the Holy Spirit so that we will receive power to be witnesses for Christ in Jerusalem and the ends of the earth. Are we seeking the Holy Spirit? In Acts 2, we see the testimony of those that are seeking the Lord receive the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, manifesting in the tongues of fire, speaking in different languages as they were commissioned. While we are seeking God, are we walking in obedience? Are we under the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses to Christ? Second Chronicles chapter 7 testifies of the church that seeks God. For it reads, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. The church that seeks God are God's people. They are known of God. The church that seeks God is called and operates in the name of Jesus, is humble in their prayer as they approach God to seek his face. A church that seeks God is full of the Holy Spirit, responding to scriptures in repentance and is turned away transformed, turned away from their wicked ways. The church that seeks God is heard from heaven. And when they repent, their sin is forgiven because they seek God earnestly. Through the intercession of a church that seeks God, the Lord heals the land, the people, institutions, systems. We are able to walk into his presence and take from what he has given us to do mighty works, great exploits, so that sinners can be turned back to God. The church that seeks God operates in power that recovers lost territories. What are the territories that we have lost institutionally as a church, whether by way of lands, whether by way of resources, whether by way of people, whether by way of reputation, whether by way of testimony. 
we need to take all this back as we seek God during this time of prayer and fasting. At the time of Amos, there was a lot of oppression and injustices in the public space, but also in the church, even among the worshippers. And therefore, a church that seeks God begins by confronting the corrupt religious system within, exercises justice and righteousness among with its members and in the vineyard, and gets these members and themselves reconciled to God and to each other. Because we have found God when we seek him, we will then be able to turn away from the despicable actions of the use of alcohol by Christians alongside the celebration of marriages, baptism, confirmation, thanksgiving to God. And I know at the end of this month, we shall be having confirmation services, the confirmation service. And the confirmants and their families will go off. Some families will observe reverence to Christ in their celebration. Others will pull out all cylinders of alcohol and claim that they are celebrating the confirmation of their child. When we seek God, when we seek God, we find him. We seek him in the name of Jesus and his presence brings healing and manifestation in our members. A church that seeks God works in humility and submission to one another. We must get rid of pride and self-exaltation while we serve. Whether it is in crusades, whether it is in prayer, whether it is in worship, whether it is intercession, whether it is in sharing, we need to walk in humility. We must appropriate spiritual gifts by honoring the giver of the gifts so that the gift does not cause us to walk in pride. Where the church does not truly seek God, we see a testimony that expels Christ from the center. We witness the lack of love and unity. We see oppression, abuse, discrimination, disunity and factions in team relationships among its members, dissatisfaction. We begin to experience and hear a lot of gossip and strife. And it degenerates even to the use of charismatic witchcraft to control members as we, de- we endeavor to serve in Christ's vineyard. We begin to see a manipulative prosperity gospel, controlling of congregations through fear and intimidation. Fear is used to preach the gospel. And what happens, eventually, cults begin to be built. When Christ ceases to be at the center of worship and service, we lack cohesion and love. We begin developing, I am for Apollos factions, I'm for Paul. And we do not have the testimony of those who are called disciples of God, loving one another. Seeking God, seeking the Lord, a church that seeks the Lord, seeks his presence, seeks his face, to guide everything in what we do. It means submitting to God with all our heart and our soul, giving up the desires of the flesh, and being disentangled from all that that sin that so entangles us. Moses sought God, and when he found God, he prayed in Exodus. Chapter 33, verses 15 to 16, he says, Then he said to him, he said to God, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon this earth. 
Is there anything that shows us to be unique? A separate people, a people set apart, a royal priesthood, a holy nation set apart to bring praises to God. What makes us different as a church that seeks the Lord? Are we in the world? Or have we opened our doors wide and allowed this, the world to come in and guide our worship? The church that seeks God accesses the power and authority to execute the great commission to the letter with excellence, without cutting corners. We are told in Matthew 28, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I am with you to the end of time. Is the Lord with us? Is he with us? Or are we assuming that he is with us? When we seek the Lord, it's got to be with diligence, with earnestness. Our whole heart is engaged, not with laziness and carelessness. To thou fast tomorrow, not fast. To thou pray tomorrow, not pray. To thou join the fellowship tomorrow, not join the fellowship. Seek me with all your heart. That's the call of God. Seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When we seek God, we depend on divine influence of the Holy Spirit. We do not seek God of our own accord. As we seek God, we, we look for him under the, the cover of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Because we do not even know how to seek him, the Holy Spirit has to intercede for us with groanings, deep prayer that we cannot even reach or phantom. And so as a church that seeks God, we need to be guided of the Holy Spirit in our seeking for God. That we will be able to go every step of that way as we seek him to examine ourselves, to turn away from wicked ways, be transformed totally like the prodigal son. We need to seek God in the appointed way, the way that Christ told us. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So whatever we do, however we walk, whatever truth we put, we put out, whatever way we live our lives, it's got to be Christ. A church that seeks God manifests love for one another, in unity with one another, in obedience to scripture, in reverent private prayer and public worship. There is nothing. Christ is the center. There is no other application for true worship and obedience except the word of God, except by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Psalm 34 verse 10 says, the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And as such, we see that no matter how small a church or a fellowship that seeks God, God cares for them. They lack no good thing and are able to do great exploits. It is not the size, location, or resources that matter, but the presence of God that responds to empower, transform, heal nations, institutions, even the church itself. In our connection to the vine, Christ the vine, we lack nothing. In our connection with Christ the good shepherd, we lack no divine protection. We lack no good thing. We run to him, our savior, when we have defaulted on our assignment, and when we have fallen, we cry out to him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We cry out in brokenness, a broken and a contrite heart, he will not despise. We become special objects of God's divine care, guarding us from danger and evil, even when we fall. Knowing fully well there are even dangers we do not know that are lurking around us. That if God opened our, our eyes, some of us would not be able 
to handle. And so the church that seeks God is protected by God from the schemes of men and the great adversary of souls because Christ prayed for our safety and our preservation in the gospel of John chapter 10. Many times we have fallen short of what God has called us to do. I remember one time when the Lord convicted me to pray about our neighborhood, where we live. Our home happens to be at a T-junction. And I remember the Lord asked me to pray about it and to involve my family to pray about it. But it turns out that I handled it postponingly, procrastinating about what the Lord had assigned me to do. And so while all that is going on, one evening, suddenly there is noise outside. People are shouting, I can hear border borders. We have a border border stage across from us. And we hear people demanding for the death of an individual. And this person had been caught stealing a border border. And now what they wanted was to sacrifice him, to kill him at that point. I remembered that a few months earlier, there had existed a diviner at that very same junction with a kiosk from where people were consulting her. And I remember the brethren came. We called upon some of the brethren. They came. We prayed. And that kiosk, that altar was scattered. And yet the Lord wanted me to continue in prayer concerning that place. And I became negligent. I'm telling you, we prayed. We called on God. We called on God desperately for what was happening there because we knew now there is going to be a reactivation and a reestablishment of a wicked altar. God in his mercy had us. God, we repented. I repented for procrastination, for carelessness. And the Lord had us. From nowhere we are hearing voices, kill him, kill him, thieves we are fed up, including the voices of women, mothers of the nation, demanding the death of this man. But by the grace of God, we suddenly had gunshots. Someone was shooting into the air. The police had arrived. And that day we were saved from again being defiled by that level of wickedness. When the Lord calls us and when we seek the Lord, he delivers us from all our fears. He delivers us. The word of God says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. He says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When we seek the Lord, he answers us. A few years ago, we had a family convocation. This was before COVID. We had a family convocation. In that family convocation, the family sought the Lord. And the head of the family, my father-in-law, my father-in-law, led everybody in repentance and reconciliation with one another. When we left home, we were so lighthearted and we were so happy. But somewhere along the way in Lukaya, we got a tire burst. And suddenly, our lives were in danger. But I clearly remember everyone in that car were screaming, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the Lord delivered us. When we seek the Lord, the Lord knows the future. When we present ourselves and covenant ourselves to him, he is out there looking out for our interests. Even when we get tired and exhausted, he will always be on assignment. And so as a church that seeks the Lord, even in the place of death, even in the shadow of the, the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is there with us. His staff and his road will comfort us. In times of dis 
uncertainty, the Lord remains with us. As we seek the Lord in these 40 days of prayer and fasting, let us seek the Lord in accordance to Amos chapter 5, verses 4 to 6. Let us seek the Lord and live. Let us seek the Lord and be productive. Let us seek the Lord and be a testimony of the presence of God. Let us be seek the Lord and be a people that will bear much fruit to the glory of God. Let us seek the Lord and be relevant in crafting solutions for the church and for the nation, for our families. Let us seek the Lord that we will indeed be qualified to be called witnesses of Christ. For as witnesses of Christ, we will be walking in his image. We will be able to accomplish all those assignments that have been given to us. As witnesses of Christ, we will witness in our families, in our relationships with one another. Our family altars will be altars that will be forces to reckon with in our neighborhoods. We will be able to overthrow wickedness from establishing itself in our, in our neighborhoods, even from our own family altars. From the corporate church, we will stand and the Lord will extend the influence of our prayer because it will be aligned with him, guided by the Holy Spirit. It will replicate. When we see the faithfulness of God to the 12 disciples today from Jerusalem, none of them stepped in Kampala. But today we see the work, their work manifesting in our presence. Today we are speaking about them. Today we are seated under the action of the Holy Spirit, seeking Christ, seeking the Lord, seeking God as a church that seeks the Lord. May we be a church of influence. May we be a, may we be a church that operates in the authority in the name of Jesus, breaking strongholds, delivering people, and being true to the Lord. Let us pray. Father Lord, we come before you this morning to thank you, Lord God Almighty, for yet another opportunity to seek your face. Lord, we do not even know how to seek you, but we are willing to seek you. And so we are asking that, Lord God Almighty, King of Glory, that you release your Holy Spirit upon us. Release your light to illuminate every corner of our lives. That where there is sin, Lord God Almighty, we shall get rid of it. Where there is darkness, Lord God Almighty, there will come light. Where there is hopelessness, Lord God Almighty, there will be hope. Father, that where there is no love, oh God, you will reignite that love. Father, that when we seek you, we shall seek you with all our heart. That we shall seek you, Lord God Almighty, loving you and loving our fellow men. That, Lord God Almighty, we shall not run out of patience. That we shall not fail to persevere. That, Lord God Almighty, we shall be in it for a long haul. Even if we do not see it in our lives, we know that it will manifest in the generations to come. Lord, may we seek you, Lord God Almighty, and find you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. This is Caroline. We are Timber. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, on a personal level, Caroline has been uh, confirming a lot of things that uh, God has been speaking to me about on uh, the different platforms I'm on. And uh, I think one of the big ones is uh, judgment the judgment that God is going to judge the the church in uh, in this in this year he's going to pass judgment but he will begin with the church but if we know anything about God is um, he's always pursuing us you look at the at the Israelites stiff-necked hard-headed <clears throat> They had, they had seen all these uh, miracles, signs, and wonders. 
but they would still go back to original settings. <coughs> but still, from that time to today, you know, the Bible says um, as well that his masses are new every morning. So as a church, uh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray some more. We're going to, to repent according to the word of God that our sister referred to. I'm going to read it again for, for emphasis, and then we'll go into repentance. So Second Corinthians 7.14. Sorry, Second Chronicles, Second, Second Chronicles. I beg your pardon. <clears throat> I don't want to to paraphrase. I want you to read it as it is. And it says, "If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven." and will forgive their sin and heal their land. You can put your name where it says, my people. If Anita, who is called by my name, will humble herself and pray and seek God's face and turn from her wicked ways, then God will hear from heaven and forgive her sins and heal her land. Imagine the exponential the multiplication in that the factor with us being gathered on this uh, call and if we have heeded to the call of the church to go into a time of, of fasting and praying for these 40 days just imagine how God will be able to move in this church so I pray that wherever you are you will assume the right posture of humility and uh, Caroline talks about uh, worship it's something I'd had talk to God about as well. We'd had a conversation about worship. And the image that God gave me was um, the prostitute uh, who came in the presence of Christ with all these people who are within, uh, around him. And um, she wasn't really invited to that forum. It was really men. But her, she was so focused on Christ that... Uh, she wasn't really paying attention to what was going on around her. And she literally crawled and went, set herself at his feet and washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. And this expensive perfume, she was even told, how can she waste? You know, and they had uh, a very politically correct reason why I shouldn't have used that perfume in the context of the church. You know, we can sell this and, and take care of you of the of the needy. But she knew whose feet she was washing. And worship is not on Sunday at All Saints Cathedral in Kampala or wherever you worship. Worship is how you treat your spouse, how you treat your children, that office that you hold how do you treat God's people? You will give an account for those people under you. You will give an account to God. And if you understand that, people will see that indeed you're part of a church that seeks God. So let us pray. Father, we come before you this morning, O oh God, in, in repentance, Lord, we realize, we realize our own our own wickedness, our hollow trees, that, Lord, we, in many ways, we've worshipped other things but you, our image, money, our reputation. We have put other things in your place. As, a, as individuals, as a church, we have, we have lost our way. And Lord, we come before you today to seek your face, to ask for your mercy, O God, that Lord, you would cleanse us as a church, O God. Have mercy on us, O God. Lord, we've seen you show mercy severally in the scriptures, O God. Father, we pray that Lord, you would stay your judgment when you look upon this church, O my Father. That Lord, you would show us mercy 
you'd show us mercy. You'd show us mercy, oh God, as a people. And Father, we pray that, Lord, the work of your blood will begin to manifest in each of us as individuals, but also as a community, oh God. That, Lord, we shall have the the fruit, we shall have the, the marks of a, a church that seeks God. <clears throat> that, Lord, we would seek the Holy Spirit. We would seek the Holy Spirit. That, Father, even as we partake of um, this fast, oh God, that, Lord, we shall die to self. Our flesh will die. More of you, oh God, and less of us. Lord, I pray that we shall be humble. We shall be humble, oh God. And God tells us in his, in his word what a true fast is. And Caroline talked about that. And we're going to pray that we shall fast the way God wants us to fast. We will not be on a, on a diet. We will not be... Um, putting on a show, you know, ashy faces. And yet we are not uh, fasting as God would desire us to. And Lord, the true fast that you tell us is in the book of, um, of Isaiah. It's uh, Isaiah, I'm going to paraphrase so that we don't lose time. But it says basically that uh, we would not be oppressing people. We would be uh, looking after people. Sometimes we are fasting, but we are walking in a different spirit. We are not manifesting the spirit of God. Father, may you teach us to trust, to, to fast truly in these uh, 40 days of my father as we are filled with your Holy Spirit, O oh God. Lord, we pray that in these 40 days, O oh God, we shall be transformed as individuals, O oh my Father. That as a church that seeks God, it shall be seen, O oh God, in open heavens from us. That, Lord, we shall see healing of our land, O oh God. That, Lord, we shall do mighty exploits by the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us, O oh my Father that, Lord, we will walk in humility and not in pride, O oh God, who we'll honor you, the giver of all gifts. I pray that, Lord, even with all the temptations around us, O oh God, Lord, in this time of prayer and fasting, as a church that seeks God, O oh God, we shall seek your presence. That, Lord, even with our busy schedules, we'll find opportunities to just sit in your presence. We will give up the desires of our flesh. Less of us, O oh God, more of you. That Father would walk like Moses did. As Moses said, Lord, if you don't go with us, we are not going. We are not going to be in those offices if you're not with us. We are not going to present ourselves to our families if you're not with us. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you'd give us the grace, you'd give us divine enablement to execute the great commission in whatever capacities we hold. Yes. Church begins on Monday. Church begins on Monday. And Lord, I pray that the mindset that you've given us that has led us to the spaces that we occupy that Lord we would fulfill your mandate that Father would walk in power and authority that Lord where we are your kingdom will come your will will be done that Father where we are corruption will go down where we are those who speak that truth will be um, given platforms that Lord where we are Integrity will go up. That, Lord, where we are as a church that seeks God, 
there will be clarity, not confusion. There will be peace. There will be tangible evidence of the Holy Spirit in us. Father, I pray that where we have lost our way, we shall be like the prodigal son, that our eyes will be opened like his war. To realize that, Lord, we are in pigsties. We are in pigsties, we are eating with pigs. And that, Lord, which the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance whose we are, who our Father is. And like the prodigal son did, we'll find our way back to the Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, let us manifest you where we are, wherever you placed us, O God. And Lord, we pray that um, this journey with you will partake of the promises. Your word says we shall lack no good thing. Your word says we shall be the head and not the tail, above and not below. Your word speaks to increase, to provision, to possession, to wealth, to honor. That, Lord, we shall have your presence and the promises that those who look upon us will say, surely the Lord has done remarkable things. Surely this is a church that seeks God. And Father, I pray that even beyond this call, you'll begin to, you, you'll continue to speak to us. That Lord, we shall grow in our faith and that your name will be glorified in our lives. Father, we thank you because you hear us. We bless your name. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. 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 Amen.